and battered around Been sent up and I've been shot down You're the best thing that I've ever found Handle me with care Welcome to another episode of Read the Room on the No Filter Network. And I'm doing fantastic. I'm back uh, home at the farm. It looks gorgeous. Real America. Why don't, why don't you tell? Why don't, why don't you tell people where you live and where you are? The out, outside the city in so, real. Yeah, America. We live about 50 miles outside of D.C. in Virginia. Thank God, on a farm where we can click unplug and get away from the craziness. I can take off it. my zoot suit. And, you have uh, to have be a human being. That's what you have to have. You got to get out of the city, especially yeah. since you're on the hill all week. You need some yeah. decompression. Or it'll drive totally you to the asylum. It'll be crazy. Well, I got a funny story. So last night I went out for a little bit. And when I come home, I always take Advil when I get home. Well, I woke up and next to my bed was Advil PM, not just regular Advil. I woke up like at nine o'clock. I'm like, what happened? What day is this? <laughs> <laughs> the Advil PM crushed me. Just absolutely crushed me um that, uh, does it have a little i forget what uh that leap aid is that's in it does it have some of that stuff in it or what i, I you know what i don't know i think it just not it just knocked me out and it just gives melatonin. you a melatonin. melatonin it definitely has a lot of melatonin, melatonin in it lots <clears throat> All right, let's dive in. What do you want to go over today? Since there's a well, good you know, today on Read the Room, we're doing State of the Union review, and I think we'll probably end up with a 45 second show. Yep, because <laughs> that's all people should have watched. A whole hell of a lot to review because he didn't say anything, and a third of it you couldn't understand. What well, he said. he said something, and you it he said some things, and it was very hard to understand because you were trying to follow his incoherent thoughts. Usually right. I thought you, you write a speech and you read the speech. He seemed to go off script and like, what the hell is he talking about? Multiple times. I was a pharmacist and a healthcare executive. She asked me about an hour before the day of the union. She goes, when do you think they give him his Adderall injection? And oh, like, Adderall. Oh, no. He gives him like he gives him more than Adderall. It's, it's got it's got to be adrenaline and everything else. And and what I'll say about this, and this is this is why people don't like politics, in my opinion. You have an opportunity to tell the truth. Everybody, every day, you have an opportunity to tell the truth. Right. Gotten up there in a positive way, leaned in and said, "You know, America, things aren't going that well, but they're going to get better." Let's just state the facts. This is the state of our union is strong is a lie. It's a straight up lie. People just do not believe it. No, they don't. So, so they had he had an opportunity to have some upbeat in there, but also say we have we have some challenges. We we have some things we have to work on. Um, you don't say America is doomed, but you, you say we're going through some challenges, but we will. The state of the state of our union will be strong. Yeah, and I think the, the real thing, Mike, that he missed, uh, unfortunately, is that everyone wants to hear is my plan for growing the economy is X. Instead, you got a, a lot of that 70s show repeats and a lot of spending 
uh, repeats from the last two years. And it's not going to fly because the, the economy couldn't handle it. I don't care if they had a Democrat majority again or not. I mean, it, it seemed like all the majority of the speech, he was kind of shaming Republicans. It wasn't like he had a plan. He was shaming Republicans into trying yeah. to make us look bad rather than making the State of the Union speech about America, especially since yeah, they just then, shellacked. In, in, yeah, in, and then he meandered toward, you know, some bipartisan chatter and then immediately went back into attack campaign mode. And that is not the place for a speech in the House of uh, Representatives with a right. joint and, session of Congress. Right, and if, if he's talking about Build Back America plan, which is a disaster, who knows what the hell that money's going to, he could have mentioned a couple things of where the money's going to and a couple things where the money is successfully been sent, spent. So I, don't, it's, I don't know. It, 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 was, it was not enthusiastic other than when he yelled, which he always loves to yell over one part. So I don't know why he likes to do that. It's completely, right. obnoxious. It's completely obnoxious. So I, I what thought he was going to go, somebody get this screen out of the way, you know, with the words going across it. You know, it's kind of cracking me up a little bit. Can't hear you. Sorry, there you go. Um, what did you think about the rebuttal by Huckabee, the governor of Arkansas? I thought the contrast was outstanding. Um, literally, the only thing I didn't care for was the bone white dress she wore with the furniture behind her. I Every time these people don't know how to dress. A little odd. Yeah, that was a little odd, but. Her ability to say, I'm the I'm 40 years old and the youngest governor and first woman a governor in my state. He's 80 years old and uh, uh, has surrendered his presidency to a woke mob that can't define what a woman is, was brilliant. I mean, I, I think she, she hit it on the head. Do I give it a 10? I don't give it a 10. I give it an 8. Um, but it really started showing America the party. Anybody that did listen to it, which I don't think a lot of people listen to it because nobody really listened to the State of the Union. So, But it was good for what it was. Oh, there's Rico. Hold on. Let me get out of here. One second, big guys. Hey, Rico. What's up, brother? How you doing? Good. So we were just talking about, um, obviously, the State of the Union. Um, we're going to go back to that real quick. But we were talking about the – hold on. i got to get out of this room. Hold on. It's um, <laughs> all right. Um, one second. Aren't you uh, working in the back of a restaurant right now? Yeah. Jesus. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing in here? Um, so we were talking about um, uh, Huckabee's um, rebuttal. What do you – think about it what did you like what didn't you like do you think it was it kind of hit it on the nose or what uh i liked it for the most part um you know it was it was an easy rebuttal <laughs> with what we had seen yes it before. was you know like it's kind of hard to say that it was bad because you know it, it pretty much pointed out all the things that we wanted to talk about for yep. the most part. You know, there's there's a few core issues for Republicans, so it, it really touched on those. And, 
Yeah, I I mean, like it, for the most part, and I I like Huckabee. You know, yeah. gave female I, representation to handle such a speech like that's never happened. Which got no real play, and I I, I think no, she was the first. Was she the first woman rebuttal for the Republicans ever, or did we have one before? Why am I? Was Christy uh, no? Um, I can't remember if Christy was. Or <coughs> I don't think so. Not a sitting governor, no. No. Which I think was, you know, that's that's breaking stereotypes. That's groundbreaking. No, no play on it. No play on it from the usuals. And here we are, 2023, you know, you'd you, you think something like that would come out, at least a mention yeah. of it. But no, you know, dead air. It's like, here we are, you know, all these feminist groups out here, what the... They're saying nothing about it. Nothing. Can't hear you, buddy. Gula. Are we starting at 11.15 or are we on right now? We're on right now. So they, 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 no, no feminist groups. ACLU doesn't like coming to the aid of, of America when it's not convenient for them. Um, it's it's whatever. We don't, want to, we don't want to get off topic. Mark, what, 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 what did you want to say a little bit more about his speech of uh, not how he failed, but how he failed to actually talk about anything of substance. You know, in the state. Yeah, again, I mean, what I think everybody in our audience, what everybody uh, around the country wanted to hear him say is I have a plan for growth for America. And that just didn't happen. You know, uh, it was more of the same spending, uh, you know, making a political attack speech than anything else. I, I really, you know, I, I'll, I'll paraphrase. Actually, I'll just put a semicolon after that we are at a transitional period of political leaders in this country 40 year old governor you've got senators in the senate that are in their 30s and early 40s early 50s you got a 53 year old uh house speaker not an 80 year old house speaker etc and how both parties handle that transition over the next yes. two cycles great is point. really going to tell how well they're going to resonate with the politics uh, they imbue with voters and how they build or how they lose majorities, right? Great so point. It could be very interesting. That's a great point. I mean, I think a lot of this, a lot of what people need to be um, talking about is when they get on stage is really emphasizing their age. Their younger age should, should not be a deterrent anymore. It needs to be a positive. And you could point back to Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, uh, Biden, no matter what you may think of them, they're too old. They're too old yeah. to be up in this country. And I think yeah. it would be beneficial for Huckabee to say, I just ran a state, I'm 40, I'm 40 years old, I'm young. Boom. Yeah. And that should be a positive. What do you think, Rico? Rico, what do you think, bud? Hit it on the head. I mean, she's a young woman, and we see that sort of media double standard once again. Like, she should be celebrated, like, regardless of her view. Like, somebody on the left should have stood up and said, you know what? Here's a woman giving a rebuttal to the state of the union. Like, right. look how far we have fucking come to where this is happening. In dead air. So my opinion we should have been celebrating it a little bit more was it low-hanging fruit of course it was <laughs> that state of the union was uh just 
pure comedy gold, and uh, she did a good job. You know what I loved, Mike uh, and and Rico, about her honesty that I don't think many people caught is um, she um, discussed in a follow-up interview her um, recent thyroid cancer. And so when she showed up the next day uh, to do some hits on on, uh, different media, she had a a blouse on that actually showed her half-crescent scar uh, above her sternum. And I thought that instead of covering up with a scarf or, or makeup or whatever, um, she embraced it. And I think people want to see that kind of realism and connection in their political leaders. And so I applaud her for that. And I'm actually going to tell her that when I see her the next time. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's time to get Mitch McConnell off stage period. It's time yeah. to get him off the stage. You know what I also didn't like? That, that we had too many damn members of Congress wearing a freaking Ukraine flag and not an American flag. You want to wear a Ukraine flag? Cool. But have an American flag on your lapel. I mean, give me yep. a break. Give I me a break. Yep. I mean, 100%. It was almost as bad as looking at those bozos wearing the abortion. Ugh, yes, abortion pins. Heart in the middle. Pardon my French. I mean, there's. I'm a little fired up today, guys. So uh, I just apologize to the audience ahead of time for any language that i kind of litter in there i'll try to watch my tongue but man oh man that it, set me off right right yeah, Ed, Ed Markey and uh, marilyn madeline dean from uh, pennsylvania had their little i heart abortion pins on instead of american flags number one uh yeah yeah it was pretty pathetic like what was the famous quote that bill clinton gave about abortions it was rare he, um, um, that he made his women pay for a lot of abortions. Is that one of them? Necessary and rare. Necessary so and like, rare. Like the era of big government is over, he said, after we whipped his ass in 1994. Um, and then we got five balanced budgets out of that thinkafont. Um, he, uh, he also said that as well. Yeah, and look how far, once again, we've come. We don't celebrate a female giving a State of the Union rebuttal, but we've got a bunch of white, privileged males where I heart abortion. Necessary but rare. Now we're celebrating it, and let's be clear, okay? Regardless of whether you like it or not, there are are some real extreme stuff happening like to have the born what is it the born alive protection act yes that like for that even to have to be written into law is insanity like that's insanity we have to actually write that into a law like i know it's part of what was that one in 2002 2000 that they wrote kind of the same thing the stillborn act there there was something it would basically was the same rhetoric, but the fact that we have to repeat, you can't kill a baby after it's out of the womb is pure insanity. Well, I spent the last couple of days uh, in DC with all of the Republican governors and I was talking to one um, governor. Well, I'll just tell you, it was Tate Reeves from Mississippi because his attorney general, uh, Fitch, um, filed that case uh, that overturned Roe, right? filed the brief uh, 
and uh, and argued the case that overturned Roe. And we were talking, myself and another colleague, and and Tate, Governor Reeves, about how medical science and technology is no longer going to be um, beneficial to pro-abortion activists because you can prove that yes a, a child can live outside the womb and therefore you have to make a decision to uh, take its life etc and that's going to to change uh, the law uh, even further into a pro-life favor right and the topic of today but it is right important, and, and extremely one, important topic one last point about about the abortion that the best thing I ever heard was, and I may have mentioned on the last show, when a woman is pregnant, no matter what trimester she is, and she gets murdered, and the baby, the, the thing inside of her dies, you're charged with two murders. 100%. If you don't, if you should only be charged with if you're at least pro-choice and it's, it's nothing in your stomach. Yeah, there's no debate about so that. So that is the hypocritical, that it's it's not alive, it's not um, Period. And that's what I can't, the hypocrisy of it. You can choose. You want to be a pro-choice? Cool. Fine with you. Fine. You do your thing. But if you're going to be pro-choice and say that nothing's in your stomach and one of your friends gets shot and killed and two people get indicted for murder, your, your argument's gone. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the word of the day. Hypocritical brought to you by the letters H and A for hypocritical and asshole. <laughs> We always love our word of the day. All right, what else you got there, Mr. Gula? Mike, this guy touches his mute mic. I, I, I try to keep it on mute, like, you know, all, all the time in case you, you don't hear what's going on do behind a, me. Do you have a relationship with that key? Because uh, Rico and I are growing a little bit. <laughs> He's over here just... Yeah, so, so yeah, so let's... Let's let's kind of touch brief, briefly because this is staying in the news, and you're you're they're 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 now going to uh, uh, Pence's house to do these um, intelligence gatherings. But what they're not saying to anybody, and don't give me this, it's it's an investigation. What's in these things? If they need to say, is it military? Is it domestic? They don't have to say specifically. It's like what kind of top secret information does the president have that's Clearly old, clearly, um, and now Biden's trying to blame his staff. His staff shirt took the cops. Give give me a break. Um, but that's staying in the news, and now they're just they're going to start peeling off Republican by Republican and going after what do they have to make make the distraction. So, what do you guys think? So, you know, the documents themselves, I don't think you will very likely ever see physically uh, show up inside of a committee hearing, right? Um, the FBI doesn't have a motivation to go after Mike Pence, and so that's why you haven't seen a picture of him laying on the floor like they did when they raided Mar-a-Lago after they went after Trump, right? And regardless of whether they're in 2015 uh, or even before then, when uh, when Biden was still senator, um, and in the interim after he left, before he went to the White House, I think you're going to end up discovering what they are, 
without eliciting any secrets because any member of Congress or anyone else could go to jail and nobody's going to do that. But the public Correct. wants to know Correct. that at some point, what the hell's going on? Just like with the balloon, um, really, what is it? And because Washington is like a colander and leaks like a sieve, you're going to find out about it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's that's what the most frustrating thing is. I, I, I What's what's the problem is I don't think people care, in, in my opinion, so much of what was collected. It was that we let it go on for so long without shooting it out of the sky. Yeah. If they knew it was in Montana and you wait to shoot it down the yeah. Montana. Then what? What that is? What? What of the balloon fiasco? Oh, the balloon fiasco. Um, Enrico, I thought you were going to have a balloon today. I'm so disappointed, man. I have one. Be sitting there. You know, it's like, in the other room. I'll I'll balloon. go grab it for you. The Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> Let's just take a a quick TV timeout. Talk amongst yourselves. We'll do that. Alrighty. So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, look. I think the, the common sense aspect of the uh, uh, balloon fiasco is what the hell did you let it traverse the country for, dummy? Correct. Yeah. You know, because really. now they're now he's saying, well, you know, it could have hit a school. And it's like, dude, in eastern Montana, they have like four schools. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, this Germany is the size of Montana. Okay, let me just say that again for our audience. Germany <laughs> fits inside of the state of Montana. That's how friggin' big it is. There you That's go. Look crap. at that little balloon. There it is. Love the balloon. There's our balloon. There's our balloon. Room balloon. Right? Love it. Love it. You know what I think? I don't think it was. I mean, I don't think it was. I, I don't think it was from China because I don't buy any shit anymore um i think the chinese want our country to think it was from them because they want america to think we can get you anywhere we can put something in your country and you don't know like i don't believe well, in china they were they were actually able to track its um, uh, digital signature from china over the aleutian islands alaska mm -hmm. down into the lower 48 so i was yep. back and they couldn't bit. trace that the covid vaccine precise precisely came from the Wuhan laboratory for a year okay well, these are the same intelligence professionals that said the russian dossier was real covid didn't come from a lab and the balloon is not a threat and yeah, i will agree with you there well it, let's let's call it what it is guys all right it's a, Xi it's a and china <laughs> yeah. Xi and china just basically bitch slapped america yes yes 100 percent what it was they just came out and said look we're doing this we're doing it in a bunch of other countries but who cares about the other countries we want to show the world that we can do this in america and it can make it across the entire country <laughs> starting from canada all the way to the end now i understand they're probably trying to figure out information off it what it was doing i'm sure there's a whole intelligence technology side to what's going on but the bottom line they did it they knew they could do it and they are not afraid of repercussion correct and in the middle of all these scandals going on in the Biden administration, 
specifically with the very damning report about Nord uh, we look like a bunch of fucking bozos right now bozos and if there Bozo. was any question of if we had a spineless gutless fish in <laughs> our white house right now getting to watch a chinese balloon sail across the country was about the lowest point the only thing that i could think of uh military being worse is if ping came over himself and uh dick punched by yeah, I mean, look, I always, always in today's age go back to the Donald Trump example. Can you imagine if this man was in office and China put a balloon over the entire country? They would have impeached him again. What do you mean? Didn't it happen three times? Oh, I know. And then they walked that back. And Didn't that happen three times? And it got past no not only everybody, but the American public. Let's keep in mind, the American public was the one to point out this balloon. <laughs> the Biden administration, not the intelligence community, a bunch of rednecks in Montana. God bless them. You know, this is this good loving. This is what I can't stand. This 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 is what I can't stand. We had the balloon, as you said, go across the ocean, all across America. We didn't spot it out. Can we stop looking into space twenty five billion miles away? Does anybody give a shit? How about you figure out where to place a football at fourth and one and find a weather balloon or a balloon across our country? Stop looking a trillion miles away. That means nothing. It's well, just- I mean, the the space uh, the space character uh, with the bald head, that's the congresswoman from Massachusetts, she probably cares about that. But I have to agree with you. And one thing that I want to point out is apparently the prior balloons were uh, – reasonably or significantly smaller this one was 200 feet long <laughs> 300 feet long okay it's like hindenburg going across the country yeah it was it was not small you know it, it was like you know two houses single family houses you know next to each other it was like whoa <laughs> and then it had the you know it had the refl- the uh, solar uh, array um satellite body attached yeah. to it I mean, this, with this, apparently a bunch of cables sticking out of it like antenna that were also able to pick up ground communications like ours and mobile phones and ra- other radio signals so it'll be very interesting to see what report comes out and whether we get to uh, know what's in it you know what good for china good for the bullies of the world all right yep. if they're gonna yep. come here yep and, and smack us what? in the like, fuck it I'm, we deserve I'm it over i'm over this pussy footing all right china we, wants to come we deserve it get on our doorstep and we let them it's our fault Period. and we did nothing we did nothing and you know what i think it is right. i think this goes back to i hate talking about it covid the chinese i've always believed that they were trying to make something to see if it stuck. You had swine flu, you had H1N1, and COVID is the one that actually stuck. SARS. Okay? And now you have this, yeah, sorry. And now they want to see if we can get a balloon across this country, what's the next thing we can do? <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. They literally poisoned the entire world and got away with it. <laughs> got away so with it. To think that they can't send a balloon. But where did the world go to? Where did the world go to to fix the problem? China. <laughs> it was unreal. And, 
And the next thing they're going to do is influence a presidential election and get a president elected. Oh, wait, they did that already. Sorry. Yes, they, they did it. Mm-hmm. What else we got, Michael? They, here's the other thing about just Russia real quick is, you know, how many times can we hear Russia, Russia, Russia and tell people on that side of the aisle, stop believing Like, it's never been right. Like, they just keep beating that drum. It's like, how many more times do we have to hear about Russia, Russian collusion and white supremacy or Republican to where the American public is just like, you know what? I think that they beat that drum a little bit too much. I'm just a bit skeptical. Well, when that's all you've got politically, um, that's all you're going to talk about. All right. What else we got there? All right. Um, I, I think I want to talk about what, what do you guys think? What matters right now in this country most to the average individual family? What do you think matters the most to them? And explain, explain, briefly. And how much does it cost? That's that's what matters. So let me ask you this though. Let me let me let me get your opinion on on that. Do you think it is inflation? Do you think it it costs? Of, of like you said, the food, the gas. Are you think Americans tr- in the public schools are really concerned about the education their kids are getting um, in the public schools, whether it's um, what we talked about last time, the 1619 Project, having no problem having trans teachers indoctrinate our kids. Wh- where, where does that fall in the spectrum, Rico? Well, if I was going to be asked this question, first of all, my answer would have been justice. Justice is very overarching. But we're seeing this sort of trans indoctrination all across the country. We've seen, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see Matt Walsh on. I love him. Love him. Oh my gosh. Taking answers, uh, taking questions from politicians in Tennessee, and he flat out asked, do you think a 16-year-old is mature enough and mentally capable to castrate themselves? And the guy asking the question, just it went dead. It was so perfect. And, and this is the thing about that is you only have to prose their ideas to them, put them on the spot to answer these questions. And they understand how ridiculous that sounds. Like they can't actually back it up unless they're so shame-free or just so flying their flag that they will re-ask the question as a question. Well, how do you feel? Well, why are you coming like that? Well, why are you saying this? Why are you saying that? This is, I feel attacked, I feel triggered. Um, I think I'm gonna end this interview, you know? But I say justice because, and sorry if I'm not answering the question well enough, it's just, I am so sick of this double standard criminal justice system that we have. The science experiment is not working, okay? Democrats need to start standing up in forces and start moving out these idiots that have allowed criminals to stay on the street and now the victims to be criminalized. I'm in the great state of Arizona. That story with that man, that old 87-year-old man who shot somebody on his property and is now at a million dollars bail, 
looking at life. Like there are so many instances of this across the country where self-defense is coming into play. And I get the idea that you should just let criminals walk. That's the best and safest thing to do, legally speaking. But how long do you let that sort of ideology pass stand in our society? To sit back and allow the people to do what they do, or do good Americans stand up for what they believe in, for their rights, and for the, the loved ones in their family? I think what you just said is is a is is absolutely correct, and I think what we're going to start seeing, which literally happened to my friend, who's going to jail today, going to jail for eleven months today. You now have, which we've always had in this country, political judges. You run for office, and judges elected. They are going to start looking at how you vote, or how you voted, how much money did you give to Republicans, and if you if you have a Democrat judge, you're screwed. You're screwed. Um, my friend is going to jail today. She's a Democrat. His father raised a ton of money to try to beat her. He never should be going to jail. And what is he getting? He's getting 11 months. Wow. And then, 11 I, months. I have a question for Mark. Okay. Uh, of, the F, of the SS Da Vinci. Um, my question for you is, what should a judge need a law degree or not? Well, we can't hear you. Great. Now, now, now we can hear you. Say that again. Your answer, sir. Yeah, we have a problem with the book. We're we're kind of catching every two words. Sounds like that's. That skit in Wayne's World. I'll take a arch. Right, 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 right. Um, well, I'll answer that question to the public. I think you should need a law degree to interpret the law and pass down judgments. I think it's kind of a bare minimum, but call me silly. <laughs> it's a radical idea. Radical. Just a total radical. Mark, are you back up? Nope, he just signed off. No, it's I, I, I agree. And you, and you get these people that, though, pretty smart people if you're going up to be a federal judge that don't know the basics, though, of the law. Yeah. What was that video? Where the oh. All right, let's was... try that over again. Okay. All right, ask the question, Rico. Tomorrow. My question for you, Captain Smith of the SS Da Vinci, <clears throat> salute. Should a judge need a law degree? Yes, absolutely. Um, be able to preside over a legal proceeding, that individual needs to understand the law and have become part of the law. Um, so to preside over a uh, legal proceeding and have a um, neutral position, yes, they should. Yeah. Um, the first thing I thought of when I heard, of the, heard about this older gentleman is oh my god who's the liberal judge in uh santa clara county arizona and then i went and looked it up and sure enough it falls inside the framework of what gula was just talking about and it's highly unfortunate yep so a little fun fact for those in the audience the judge presiding over the case does not have a law degree Ooh, yep. of course nice. well i'll tell you something uh, you know it that is part of Western culture, and I'm not at all 
picking on Arizona because I really do love Arizona for a bunch of reasons. I met my wife Pick there. On us. Um, but in 2009, when I was lobbying to um, ha ask the legislature to privatize correctional health care, which we were successful in, the medical director for the Department of Corrections was a fucking dentist. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Just saying. Just putting that out there. Thank you so for that. It's not unusual. <clears throat> and it isn't just Arizona, but it's not unusual. So that doesn't surprise me, man. Shame on us. Right. And, 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 and here's the biggest problem with the judicial system and with judges. It's kind of like um, the newspaper writers. They shoot first and they apologize second. If you are a trained medical doctor, you can get sued and go to jail. You can lose your license. As a judge, you really can't. You really can't. There are no re repercussions if you are racist on the bench. If you go after Republicans or a Democrat on the bench, there are no ramifications like you have in a lot of other professions that are considered. Uh, True. Fair. So that's that that that's my thought on, on, on the judge and the, the trials and and it's just like, it's a clusterfuck, man. It, it is. It, it, it really is. And again, what I was saying a minute ago before there was a little tech breach uh, with the signal is I, I don't care for these vestiges of colonial magistrates and whatnot that don't have to have law degrees, which is part of where in Arizona law, they've never codified that uh, in, in, in at certain levels of um, judge or <laughs> overseer, however you want to put it, at the county level. I, I don't think that that makes any sense whatsoever. Anyway, Mike, what do you Absolutely. got? Absolutely. Um, I think we've talked enough about some politics. I mean, it's we've, we've covered the the State of the Union, which was a complete dud. Um, we've now talked about the judgeships. We've we really hit on the education system of what's happening. We talked about the economy. Let's talk a little bit about sports. I know we're trying to make these shows these days about 45, 50 minutes because we love the audience. We want you to keep coming back and get this really succinct. Um, right now, we will get to the Super Bowl. Right now, let's talk about LeBron James and him passing Michael Jordan with the most points in NBA history, and him being crowned as the greatest basketball player of all time. People are trying to make it. I would like to uh, amend that statement. I believe it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem, Kareem, Kareem. It was Kareem. My bad. So much as okay. I care on NBA basketball. Um, yes, go. What do you guys think about LeBron and what he what he did and what's going on in the M the NBA in general? But that's my take. <laughs> the fact I mean, um, I, mean I personally don't care. Um, I think LeBron James uh, is not a role model. I think he's a punk. And the first thing I look at statistically is how long did it take Kareem? versus LeBron to get to, not sustain, but to get to holding the most points in a career because I do the same thing every single time somebody talks about tennis and, you know, the goat of tennis and all that wonderful stuff, right? Um, and people are always 
throwing out uh, different different men uh, who are allegedly the goat of tennis. Well, they're wrong, and it's sure as not sure as hell. Um, I'm trying to find this image to show you, but it sure as hell isn't um, Serena Williams. Does anybody know who it is? Uh, yeah. Yes, is it Andre Agassi? Are you saying women or men? I'm just saying tennis player. The, the greatest ever tennis player? Better. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, is just not beautiful. Um, obviously, has he won the, the, has he, really he won the French Open? Djokovic won the French Open? I'm not sure. Because we but, know Nadal has won everything. Um, okay. Mark looks this up. One, one of you mentioned Andre Agassi, right? Yes. It's Andre Agassi's wife. Steffi Graf. I was going to say Steffi Graf. I was going to had a crush on Steffi right. Graf back in the day. So she not only won 22 titles nine no, years wait. sooner than um, Gorilla Girl um, uh, Williams won 23. <laughs> Okay, the dude, the chick's got a body like a dude, all right? <laughs> fuck it, all right? Yeah. You don't like it, fuck off, all right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not talking to you guys. Right. Anybody doesn't like it's that, phone it up. I'll fucking over you into the ground. Number one, but this young lady has done something that no other tennis player, male or female, has ever done. Won the Grand Slam four times each each tournament four times including the olympics no one on a tennis court has ever done that Uh, and she is the tom brady of tennis and i think it's fantastic on a whole bunch of levels i don't know if you guys ever watched tennis in the 80s and and through the early 90s martina nevertilova remember that name Uh, and martina was wonderful from the 70s through the early 90s, but you watch Steph, uh, Stefan Edberg and Steffi Graf on a court, and it is, it's pre-Federer, and Federer is just the Swiss ace for a whole bunch of reasons. But, but in, watching those two athletes is like watching a ballet. And, and you know what I, really, what I really hate about tennis now compared to what it was? Everybody just sits back. Nobody charges the net. You don't have real volleys anymore. Yeah, it's, it's just a charge. Mm-hmm. It's it's they don't have that anymore. It's just yeah. sip, see how hard you can hit it. Obviously, they hit the crap out of the ball given the technology. Steffi Graf was not playing with the technology. Yeah, I these- played I played tournament tennis for twenty five years, man, and just as a as an individual sport, uh, being out there trying to drive this ball to different places on the court while you're running, mm-hmm. right. And angling is just, it's so, it's so enjoyable. Anyway, I digress. Okay. Well, I, I'm really glad you guys could take that question about LeBron scoring and turn it into a 10-minute monologue, a piece about tennis. <laughs> Way to give about the people tennis. what they want. But, no, well, I, I'm going to help I'm you not... guys. I'm going to help circle you guys back into the topic itself. Uh, <laughs> I just want to give the audience a thing to think about. Free throws. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played in a lot more physical day where fouls were not called nearly as much. Would LeBron pass that record in the 70s or the 80s? Did they even have a three-point line back then? I mean, the three-point line is relatively. They did have a three-point line then? Yeah. They yeah. Did. I mean, here's, here's, two words, here's two words that Kareem hates 
to hear the most? What are they, Rico? Um, Lou Alcindor. Larry Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. close. Yeah, I thought it great was documentary wife. about Magic and and Bird on uh, HBO documentaries. I recommend the kids see it. Uh, understand where the game came from and where it is today. And you know, it's the courtship of rivalry, and it's fantastic. Look at you go. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. So oh, I think what, fantastic. what 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 LeBron lacks compared to these other guys, and what the NBA needs, they need that duo. You need like the Shaq and the Kobe. People watch mm-hmm. that. You, you needed like um, Patrick Ewing and Starks. You needed mm-hmm. Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Now it's just about freaking right. LeBron. And everybody gives LeBron the right. ball. And he charges the hoop, period. I think basketball needs that. And he we don't get it. It's bas- pro basketball's garbage. It's like going it's to a boring. rap concert. Yeah, yeah, it's going to a rap concert these days. I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. So Super Bowl. What, what are we? Uh, what, are my, we what, are we, my, what are we talking about? You want to win some money? This is what you bet on: Eagles and the under fifty-one. Wait, wait, under. wait! I gotta ask you guys something because I sent this to you, Mike. Okay. Wait. Before all of our time runs out today, I sent you a story, Rico. I did not send this to you uh, while I was. Uh, don't talk about the brothers again. Because I don't know about the brothers. Uh, this is a um, a story in the hill. Sports betting has risen tenfold in three years. Addiction experts fear yep. the next yep. opioid crisis. Yep. Yes yep. or no? Ruining lives, 100%. Rico, go. 100%. And while we're on this topic of the Super Bowl, I'd like to take a moment to give a shout-out to an absolute hero by the name of George Toma. If you guys aren't familiar with who George Toma is, he has been the no. keeper for every Super Bowl that has ever been. He is the Kansas City Chiefs groundskeeper who has worked every single Super Bowl. This will be his last Super Bowl. As much as I want to go for the Eagles, I have a feeling they're going to put him out with a bang. Um, But if the NFL gets their dirty little hands on the game, Kansas City is going to win. Yes. Sirianni yes. and the Eagles come out and just uh, throat the, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I see the Chiefs covering the spread. Well, it's it's like a pick'em. It's it's a one point, so it's it's a pick'em. It's it's who do you who do you think's gonna win? But so does that answer the question I just posed to you, or what? Nope. It didn't even a little bit. No, not at all. But the problem is you had to make an effort. You had to have a bookie. Um, I had a bookie back in the day. Now I was never afraid of the bookie. But now your money's gone. You put it in an app and it's gone. Well, let me uh, let me preface this question. You're asking a gambling addict if he thinks gambling is bad. Of fucking course I don't. I love it. <laughs> Give me more action, Bob. Lay it on thick and heavy. But it takes it takes a level of extreme though, patience and intelligence to know you could when to walk away. You you you're in the one percent of gambling in my opinion. Yeah, the majority. Because I played poker though. Poker is yeah. the only honest game. It's, yeah, it's slow. Everything slow. Everything else is. Yeah, but that's how I made my money uh, before I got into an actual real profession. So, 
I had a set amount of money that I would go into any cash game, any tournament, blah, 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 mostly cash games, um, that I knew I would allow myself one rebuy of about two, 300. If I didn't come back up after that rebuy, I would walk away. The cards are cold. I'm being lazy, not being patient enough. I knew that if I didn't do that, I would sit there and burn through thousands easily. So, so full rounders, full rounders moment, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Teddy KGB I'm an action on junkie. the other side, the whole nine yards. Yeah. True story. I bet on fifty dollar hands of dreidel. Try doing that. Oh my god. I'm a sicko. Oh my I'm an god. absolute sicko. <laughs> um, I I I won't ignore the fact that the NFL can get in the way like they did uh, in the two divisional playoffs. Um. I don't think the birds will win because, A, I want the Chiefs to win, and I like Mahomes and Kelsey and that whole line. But uh, it's going to be a close game, not a blowout. It won't surprise me if the birds win, but I'm still going Chiefs. My wife, Mindy's going birds. Low scoring. Jalen Jalen Hurts first game in the pro, in the Super Bowl. They're going to run the ball. They're going to be dunking it down the field. And the Eagles' defense is fantastic. Mahomes can't move the way he used to move. They don't score points like they used to score points. I'm all over the under, for especially the first half under. All That's right. what I think. That's, that's what, I think. That's that's what I think. I think that's a probably a pretty good look at it. I mean, Super Bowls tend to be a little bit more low scoring unless you're uh, playing the Giants um, or the Broncos. I love the Broncos. That was painful. They got their ass kicked. Um, and let's just talk one, one more thing about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl sucks because the fans that go see the Eagles, the fans that go see the Chiefs all the time, they can't afford to go to these games. Right. You don't have the good fans. It's all corporate in the stands. Yes, you have those fans, in the, but yes, you do not have the majority of the fans that spend. I had I had a I had a friend that went to every Giants when they won the Super Bowl. He went to Green Bay. He went to San Francisco. Went to the Giants game at home. He said that was the best experience, and the Super Bowl sucked. Yeah, yeah. Because you're with your people. You yeah. know, it's like uh, going to a. Going to a uh, dinner function or a barbecue, you know what I mean? I'll just give me a barbecue ten times out of ten. Like I'd rather go to those stuffy, buttoned-up, and the games are long. They've got the halftime show. Who gives a shit about Rihanna? Uh, I guess she's, you know, she was relevant 15 years ago. That's kind of their thing to bring somebody back. Um, I like her music. Don't get me wrong, but I the, the halftime show. Don't really care. Don't need an hour long. The commercials have been falling flat on their face. Oh, terrible. Terrible. Because they're scared. They're scared. They're scared of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's just too long. It's too corporate. It's not enough of the real fans. It's just a photo op. And I get it. It's one of the most decorated games in all of sports. Yep. So yep. I look forward to it every year. I like that people get together for one day a year. They can just hate football teams and not each other. All right. All right let's... So last, last question for both of you guys for me is what is your favorite 
what are your favorite Super Bowl foods in 30 seconds or less? Oh, wings, 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 wings. wings. Close. I get I get pissed if anybody tries to eat the wings. I'm like, I'm, I'll take these all. all of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. Legs uh, dry or wet? Uh, wet. Both. There we wet. go. Come on. Okay, we're going to end it with, uh, now since it's called Read the Room, I got the, the topic of how to help these people. You guys all go to dinner parties. You're sitting next to some asshole you don't know or you barely know. What is the one question you ask to kind of get it, this, a conversation started that you can at least tolerate? Like, what is the one question I sit down to somebody, you don't know them at all, what is the first thing you're bringing up to talk about? Um, first thing I say is, your wife seeing anybody? Because <laughs> she, who's that hot one right there? <laughs> Mark, you know, Mark, what's the first question? for me, I mean, you know, you know I was at the, the Republican governor's event yesterday, and so uh, for me, I'm, I'm scanning the room and reading the room and doing doing my job right um but i was at a meeting today and the, somebody was sitting to my right that i didn't know and i uh i asked them you know who do you represent and where are you from that was it yeah but okay that's 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 not the, that's not the that's not the question that's in and out you're out of that meeting in 10 15 minutes you're, I'm talking about when uh, you go to a two-hour dinner with some numbness yeah. that doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. So or just some, right, some boring, talk. what's the question yeah. you're asking to get it going? I, um, I asked him, you know, um, so how long are you going to be at this thing? Right. <laughs> that's, you that's, I'll you the tell you the one. The one go-to question that tells me exactly who the person is that tells me exactly how the night's going to go, that gives me the exact framework of who this person is, what series is your favorite series? What series are you watching right now? Because I think that identifies with what people are interested in. Are you an Ari Gold kind of guy? Do you like Succession? Do you like Lord of the Rings or some bullshit? Asking them that question will tell you a lot about that person. That's a good one. So I'd like to amend my previous statement. Obviously, I'm not going to go in there firing guns about an open relationship and swinging couples. <laughs> the reality of the situation is, is I'm going to go. They really have a cash bar, <laughs> right. and that's either going to get a laugh because they don't. Uh, but then, you know, it's kind of an icebreaker, and you go. It makes them laugh. It makes yeah. them laugh. That's what you got to do. Laughter breaks down the walls. Anytime you can get somebody to smile and laugh, take off one layer of their armor and kind of let you in. That's kind of my go-to with people is trying to loosen them up. Because if you're stiff, you're not going to be yourself. That's right. That is right. Right. All right, gentlemen. Great show. Great seeing you, Mark. As always, Rico in the great state of Arizona. You guys have a fantastic weekend. I can't wait. To hear how you guys bet and won on the Super Bowl. Have a great weekend with that. It'll be great. Have a uh, wonderful Super Bowl weekend. Thank you, everybody in the audience, for joining us again for another episode of Read the Room on the No Filter Network. <laughs> no uh, Filter we Network. We'll we see you, gentlemen, uh, next week. And uh, everybody have a great weekend. Don't you too, gentlemen. Take out. Later. Later. Adios. See you.